When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders, that's big time here in Phoenix, are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. Yep, that's right. Up to $10,000 in total prizes are up for grab each day. The best part, it is completely free to play. The DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from what team will hit the most three-pointers to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get free your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Tim Kitzer here, the voice of NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. Welcome to the Solar Panel. Tonight's matchup, Espo versus the Silver Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Ooh, boomer shakalaka. Ahoy, ahoy. Game two, NBA Finals, Phoenix, Arizona. Your Suns win by a total of 10 points over the Milwaukee Bucks in a game in which, from inside the arena, at least how I saw it, they didn't look like they played exceptionally well. They looked like they were having a hard time navigating some of the adjustments that the Bucks threw at them. And the Bucks were pushing the Suns into the game plan that they wanted to. But guess what? The Suns play a championship-level style of basketball. They can beat you in numerous ways. And tonight, it was with the three ball. I'm not going to verify the stat. I just saw it on Twitter briefly while walking around after the game. But I believe the Suns scored the second most ever three-pointers made in an NBA Finals game with 20 behind, I believe, only Golden State's 24 a few years ago. Again, this is a team that is deep, that has the ability to beat you in so many ways. And tonight in Phoenix, they did it once again. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Suns Jam Session and Suns Solar Panel Podcast. My name is John, a.k.a. Darth Voida, and I just want to give a shout-out to everybody who was at the game tonight. All of the different jamsters who came up and said hello, seeing Flex from Jersey, seeing Justin and Paul from Fanning the Flames, Dan Duarte from the Coast to Coast podcast, all the jamsters who came up and said hi. I know I'm forgetting so many of you, but it was so much fun being at this game and watching this team win and take a 2-0 lead in the NBA Finals. 
Uh, I'll do my best to talk through this one. I was screaming and yelling like an idiot because I am an idiot. And I'm going to bring in my fellow idiot, somebody who's tromping on Doritos over there. That's yeah. Matthew. How yeah. you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for all the jamsters in the bathroom, too. Two of them. That notices me. So it was great, man. What a great game. Uh, thanks to your mom, Mama Voida, bringing us to the game tonight. Last row. You can tell all our voices are probably gone tonight. Um, but it was incredible, man. I couldn't ask for anything else. Yeah, we were screaming from the last row, thinking that they could hear us down on the court. And you're right. They it was could. awkward. Every, every time you go to the bathroom, someone would be like, oh, hey, what up? Man, Voida, Lissy, yeah. some chance this <laughs> exactly. podcast like I'm holding it. It was either when I was from a camp, when I was a cam girl, or else from this podcast. So. It's either or. It's one of the two. So, mm-hmm. uh, welcome. We saw again. Saul was there tonight. Saul, how you feeling? How's the voice, my friend? Oh, my voice is fine. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was good. I, I didn't do a lot of screaming. Uh, I was. I think I had a little bit of a nervous energy tonight. So, um, you know, I was. I was. I think, uh, and I I was expecting to go there in work mode, and so I never really got hyped up like that. As you can see, I was wearing this at the game, so I wasn't even in Suns colors. So um, it was a last minute change of plan. So I mean, I was more observing than I was cheering and, and leaving them on. But everybody else in where I was at, they were they were doing just fine in replacing well, me. I'll, I'll tell you another guy who's going crazy. That was Greg <laughs> Esposito. Espo, let's hear that voice, man. I know it's not a hundred percent. One. Two, three. I'm gonna be doing that in my sleep tonight. That was fun. It didn't really impact Giannis that much uh, by the end, but it was still fun to do. I look. I unlike Saul, who was living the fancy life. I was up in. I was up in the uh, nosebleeds where my people live. Uh, you know, literally. Lakers fans would tell you, act like you've been there before, okay? Uh, well, I, I am acting like I've been there before. <laughs> the very top row of the arena. I literally, this wall here, if you're watching us, uh, I had the, the wall of section 214 right there as well, and it was the best damn seat in the house. I loved it so much, Voida, that I'm having you, I'm going to ask you, literally, I'm not kidding about this, to paint a picture of my view from that off, based off of, the photo I took. That was how much fun I had. Bucket list item checked off. Uh, and thank God they got the win because uh, I realized I had opened opened my mouth last episode and, and, and insinuated I was a jinx. And if they had lost, uh, that would not have been a good thing. <laughs> well, you weren't a jinx. None of us were. The Suns were 1-0 and with all of us in attendance at the same time tonight. And Espo, you don't have to send me a picture of what your seats look like. Cause we had the same thing. I literally could touch the roof of the stadium. Mm-hmm. It was right there. They, they had like pipes. a Wi-Fi thing pipes. right above me and some pipes. And if I mm-hmm. went like this, I would hit it. And I was like, Oh shit. I probably just knocked off somebody's Wi-Fi. So, I mean, we were up in there, but again, best seat in the house. Yeah. We had, we had the, uh, you know, the fire sprinklers and mm-hmm. the guy next to me kept pounding on it. I'm like, He's going to set these things off. Like we're, we're all going to be wet here. Like book in a second, uh, because, because he's pounding on the sprinklers up in the, up in the rafters, but man, uh, it couldn't have been, couldn't have been more fun. Uh, there's, there's some things to, to definitely work out after game two, uh, if you're the Suns. but look, they got to go two and three the rest of the way to, to win a championship at worst two and three. It's crazy to think. So uh, as Espo mentioned, plenty to talk about on this edition of the Sun's Jam Session and the Sun's Solar Panel Podcast. If you're watching along live on YouTube, please subscribe. Smash that thumbs up button. Let's everybody else know this is the best place to watch Phoenix Sun's content while you're here. Uh, if if you are along in the Super Chat, you can donate and try to get us to uh, 
some flights to Milwaukee to game four to maybe close this thing out. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. Uh, wow. but you can be, you, who knows? You, it, that's a, over here. But that's okay. a possibility, okay? That's a possibility. Sure. Yeah. I think they accept yeah. cheese too, man, to get over yes. there. <laughs> cheese or chalupas that are half eaten, and I will continue <laughs> eating throughout this entire podcast. Uh, you can become an elite jamster or a flaming baller by clicking the join button or following the link in the description. Uh, again, if you're listening to the Bright Side of the Sun Podcast Network, please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, you guys going to be chugging with the fellas tonight? Yeah. I'm not. I got one more in me, I think. You got one more in you? I got one more in me. I got water after that. Oh, is that a diet Coke? Yeah, what are you drinking, Espo? What are you doing? It's a Coke Zero. Let's see if I can. You are are crazy. So uh, chugging with the fellas, Saul, you're going to have to entertain the folks while we're making the chugging sounds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's a lot more pressure than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about this game two victory over the Milwaukee Bucks for your Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns are now up 2-0 in the NBA Finals after a 118-108 victory over the Milwaukee Bucks, the second consecutive game in which the Phoenix Suns have scored 118 points. And they did so in a very different manner than they did in Game 1. Uh, going around the board, let's just start, start with Saul because he's got the uh, the smoothest voice tonight. Um <laughs> Tell me what your initial thought was after watching that first quarter in which the Suns made nine field goals and eight of them were from three. Um, You know, a little bit of fool's gold. I felt like, okay, well, this is good, but it's not sustainable. So I I was a little bit nervous, but, you know, I don't know. There's something about this team where I just feel like they just kind of work themselves into a lather and then they just start going. And then they're on like kind of like this, this high level cruise control. Um, and there's some there's some dips for sure, and, and Milwaukee tried to make their runs, but man, it, it was it was basically over um, in the third quarter again, just like last game. And uh, you know when you have Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday playing like they did, especially Chris Middleton, who only had four points in the first half, unbelievable. Like you know it was Drew Holiday last game, and then they swap, and now it's Chris Middleton. And Giannis gets 42. You think if he has 42 and 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 anybody else helps him get get 20 points, I mean, you think they're in the game, but they're not even close. And Giannis isn't the type of dude that's going to be able to rally you back. He needs he needs to be close or he needs to be ahead because uh, he's not hitting those dagger threes to keep you in the game. Uh, that's just not his game. So uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday have been off. That's also been because of the defense that the Suns have played. So my biggest takeaway was was how ineffective those two have been so far in this series, um, and I was happy to see it continue. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, Giannis had a, a historic third quarter uh, in, in terms of the way he played, and it still wasn't enough. Like, he came out and he proved – He's he's good to go, but none of his supporting cast played as if if they were. And kudos to the Suns' defense. Look, they know Giannis is going to get his. There's not a lot that that you're going to be able to do to stop him. 
But if you can stop the other two out of their out of their big three, you're going to be in a good good position, and that's what they did uh, the last uh, two games. Yeah, they got to keep it going. It's going to it's going to be tough, and it gets much tougher with Tory Craig's knee contusion. I, with the way they had to help him off the court, I cannot imagine that there's any chance he plays in game three. Uh, and that means we're now in emergency mode. It's an emergency shelter mode at Kaminsky Cove because Frank Kaminsky is going to have to get some minutes now. There's no, there's no if ends or buts about it. That he's going to have to if they want to play big at all. Yeah, and honestly, you don't really want to see Frank too much, but you want to see a lot of Cam Johnson. But you're right, Frank is going to get a lot of minutes, or maybe a lot for him, which would be like eight minutes a game. Uh, Giannis, if he's shooting, I mean, he scores 42 points tonight. But when you're watching the game, you're just like, yeah, let him get away with it. He got to the line 18 times, I mean, 18 attempts. Uh, so John and I were talking, and we're just like, it's kind of a makeup from last game because I feel like the only thing the Bucks had on Twitter was just to go after the refs and how many free throws they didn't have. The Suns didn't shoot more than 10. Or did they have 12 or yeah, 14 but they, free throw attempts? But, but, they but the were, first they were, half they were, was like nothing. They had six going into the final two minutes when they became hack of a Yeah, so, I mean, they did not get to the line. So, I, I God bless Craig. Hopefully nothing happens because, honestly, he's been a big factor in this in this in this series, the last series, he's gonna play. He he would play a lot of big minutes this game, but eight and two. Uh, I feel like just getting that dunk against Giannis again. It happened in the first quarter. Really kind of gets him going. I mean, offensively wasn't really there, but defensively he did a freaking really great job. I know forty two points looks like a lot, but everything that he was giving up to Giannis and even the other guys that were guarding him, even Jay Crowder. It was difficult shots for Giannis, and he made them. And it looked like kind of like the old Giannis. And the Suns, they pulled it off, even with the old Giannis coming back to score 42. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at how are you going to beat this team, when they come out and, you know, the, the Bucks did what they wanted to do in that first quarter. I feel like that was the adjustment quarter. And essentially what they did is they took away the mid-range from the Suns. They closed off the interior, and they said, hey, you have to shoot threes. That's what the Suns did. They shot threes. They made eight of them. Mikhail Bridges had a really hot start. And on the offensive end, they were going to attack with Giannis. And you saw that all, all night long. And as the night continued, again, you know, you mentioned it, 42 points from Giannis, 11 of those coming from the free throw line. But when he doesn't have the support around him, again, that's what Bucks fans are going to have to lean back on and uh, question. You know, it's like the Suns have such a complete roster that they have the capability to sustain – the runs that the uh, the Bucks were on, because I mean, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong. After the first quarter, you're sitting there and you're like, you know what? The Suns team feels like they should be down a ton. They're down three. I agree, absolutely, uh, and that's kind of the reason why I feel like this Suns and four chant. Um, I feel like is I, I'm not going to poop on anybody's parade. You guys are all excited for sure, and everybody in Suns Nation is so excited. But the Suns and four chant, I'm like, mm, okay. Well, mm -hmm. uh, I could easily see, based on how how Milwaukee has played and the amount of shots that they have missed, how going to Milwaukee will solve some of those issues, um, and you know give them the boost that they need to be a little bit more competitive in these games, um, and maybe even have a lead in the fourth quarter. I could see that, I, and I'm not going to dismiss them as as some you know <laughs> you know bottom feeder East Conference team because they definitely are not. You know, all you need is Chris Middleton to give you. <laughs> 
freaking 15 points yeah and they're and they're right there yeah. in the game and he could you know he could barely even and he know. will he will in this series especially going back to milwaukee like get ready for that game where he goes 11 for 17 from the field gets to the line but, and he scores 40 on you like the, it's nothing but, but the problem like you were you were kind of mentioning is is like okay but once they get past the big three of theirs then who's going to step up and they need that one more person off the bench to help Connaughton's not, you know, producing. Uh, well, Connaughton okay. was the only one who did produce tonight. He went four for nine for three. But yeah, outside but, of outside of but, him, there but was you nobody. Need more, but you need more when Middleton's not producing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then Bobby Porter's didn't do anything tonight. Yeah, like, it's it, gross. It's it's terrible all the way. You know, one through eight for them uh, compared to the Suns, where you know Mikael Bridges drops twenty seven on you. You're like, <laughs> oh well, uh, I don't know what we're gonna do tonight, fellas. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's pick your poison uh, with this Suns team. Okay. So first game, it was mid-range, a steady diet of mid-range jumpers from CP3, from uh, from Devin Booker. You know. <laughs> Sorry. They, Sorry. They looks like bro. they let him out of the old folks' home. Here. Like, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Drinking Dave showed up. up. I love that hat, though, man. That hat is. Is. This is an old folks thing, man. I got the, I got the, I got the whiskey on the rocks. Where did you get the hat? Thirty-year-old hat from my dad. Wow, my dad was a huge Suns fan, and he he had the Suns room. He had all the Suns memorabilia. He gave me half the shit that's behind me. That the pennant right over my shoulder here. That's from my dad. He got that signed by the '93 team. Oh yeah, no. The last time the Suns were in the finals, I got shit all over my office. From that, wow. I I don't think it's shit. I think it's some pretty cool no, stuff. No, this is, yeah, is awesome. Whoop, man. Turn it wrong way. That's Charles Barkley oh. hitting a hitting a shot over. Look at who's in that in picture. The, MJ Michael, Jeffrey Grant, Jordan. Oh, yeah, damn man. Looks and like if tonight. If you keep going over a little bit more, he's got a corduroy couch. <laughs> yeah, that's covered in plastic. Lately, tell you that. No, the the foam finger is even from back in '93. I'm pretty sure. No, this is the, some. I got the foam finger last week at the doctor, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> late night, oh, son's lunar panel. I'm 40. Yeah, I needed one. Got day. them hemorrhoids yeah. too. Huh? Uh huh. Hey, wait till you're 50, tight. man. Hey, let's let's go all the way. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, off the rails again, gentlemen. Rails. <laughs> leave right. it to this. Leave it to this show to be the I'm most professional gonna, show on the internet. It. Yeah, oh, exactly. Whoa. There we go. Like Jax on Vanderpump Rules over here. I'm <laughs> keeping it cool tonight. I'm can, keeping can, it cool. Can I get us back on track real quick? Yes, yes please, please. If Welcome anybody, back. Oh, is this about the Suns? If, if anybody in the chat mentions play sticks over Frank, and I know <laughs> you know it's Jesus coming. Well, I mean. Yep. Is no, that a bad Sticks idea? Sticks play next yeah. year. Yes. Dude, yes. No, next because year. Next year. If, if Sticks no. earned any level no. of trust, he'd no. be out there now. Yeah. But yeah. exactly. Or Cameron Johnson. Every time he's out there, I feel secure. Cameron Johnson at the five. Well, and Dave and I were talking about it before the game. We, you know, a little bit about how that's kind of when Dario went down, all the Sticks people start coming out of the the woodwork. Sticks. Yeah. And it just doesn't make. Yeah, they, yeah. The Sticks people are coming out of the Sticks. The Sticks and, people. And and that's exactly right. If there was any semblance of trust for him in any capacity for Monty Williams, he would be in there getting some sort of minutes at outside of garbage time at the end of playoff games. And he's just not there yet. You know, you have to think that he is 
the long-term solution at power forward for the Suns. He's not the 2021 NBA final solution at, right. you know, at Why center. are we spending time breaking down sticks? We're because up 2-0 we, in the we NBA lost. finals. <laughs> Craig. Hey, hey lost man, one Craig. more button. I got, I got one more paid. button for Dave. I tried to you start the chant again. One Woo! more button. What, is, more what is going on tonight? Why is there an undershirt? Yeah, you should not have an undershirt. You stop right now, Lissy. I'm keeping it cool tonight, guys. He's keeping it cool. Oh my god. What Only is 10 beers. So the, so the Suns are up uh 2-0 in the NBA finals. Uh this is fantastic. It's a great feeling. It's great to see the stadium filled with crazy Suns fans. Uh, I think my wife had more fun than any person in the arena tonight. She was just having Jimmy so much World, fun. She was enjoying it, dude. Was she? Yeah, I was in. I was yeah. getting hot dogs and beer during Jimmy World, so I missed that performance. Um, but when I I look back at this game oh, and I sacrifice. And, Going to get the food and drink every time. People. I always miss. Uh, he almost shit. gave it off to me. He almost gave. He's like, "Hey, go get five hot dogs." Yeah, because I was getting all back. the beers. Oh, whatever. Yeah. And then I got. I did both. You um, should have sent your little brother. No, he's a bitch. So, so sorry. Inappropriate, Saul. <laughs> sorry. <don't laughs> sorry. You know. So this, I, I have become the moderator of this freaking uh, joint effort because we got <laughs> Yahoo's on here that want to throw out names. Like, come on, guys. It's Void. It's Darth Void. It's all Doris Void. Get on, us back man. on track, Saul. We need you. Okay. So in the second half, all right, the Suns are up by eight and a half. You come out. They were up by 11? Oh, yeah, they hit the three. That's right. Yep. Uh, or the – was it a three or three-point play? Anyway, it doesn't matter. matter. Up by 11. Better, everybody? Sure, yes. Um, Booker. Over your face, please, Dave. Dave, Dave oh, please keep us on track. Dave. Dave Booker is in the house. Um. So, anyway, so, yeah, they come out in the second half. I was I was really fascinating to see that uh, Drew Holiday never stopped his intensity uh, as opposed to a game one. And I thought that the matchups tonight – with Drew Holiday, you could see Drew was like, hey, he was on a mission to be more aggressive mm -hmm. uh, with specifically with Chris Paul. But it just didn't matter. It just didn't matter. Chris Paul still got his spots, and he didn't even play that well in the fourth. He was trying to close them out and couldn't, mm -hmm. couldn't get the job done. But the team ball, the one series I, I, or the one possession, I, I forget, it was in the fourth quarter. I swear there was like 49 passes, and then finally DA gets the end one uh, underneath the basket. And I just felt like at that moment, that was game because even if the, the Bucks tried to make a run, the Bucks knew like there, there's nothing we could do. Like they just had 18,000 people touch the ball. Everybody in the arena touched the ball in 24 seconds <laughs> and then they scored. So that's why the Suns are the Suns and the Suns are in a good position right now going to Milwaukee. Yeah, that's, that's what we talked about. It's oh. going to be what's going to Go be played back over and over again. Uh, is that one play with the with all those passes in that 20 seconds? It was 10, 10 passes in 20 seconds. That's going to epitomize the Sun season right there. After the game, Mikael Bridges and Devin Booker joined, uh, got to the podium together, and they both said that that play hyped them up more than any other play. Knowing and, and finishing, you know, DA finishing that, they talked about it in, in the locker room at halftime. That play was the most exciting play of their year. Well, yeah. it epitomizes who they are. It's get everybody in, get everybody involved, I've get that, get yeah. that ball moving. It was it was a thing of of beauty. And look, like like I was saying before, uh, Dave showed up. It was you know, it's a pick your poison thing. They in game one, 
they let let the mid range shots happen because they were switching on on defense. In game two, they tried to take that away, so they found the three point shooters. Uh, you know, throughout throughout the game. Uh, game three is is that the DA game where they you know they try to take away the threes. They're looking at the mid range. It leaves DA open, cutting to the hoop. I mean, there's there's just so many ways this team can beat you that you know it makes it tough to adjust because when you adjust to one thing it opens something else up it becomes something else that becomes the focal point for this team and if Giannis doesn't get any help i don't see how the bucks can can do much defensively to uh, you know fix things because there's there's just always an offensive option with the with the suns so unless their offense gets going, I don't think you're going to out adjust on defense to to make well, enough of a difference. And it, Milwaukee's if, offense has never got going. They don't no. have an offense that gets going. No, if they hit free throws, though, I mean, if Giannis all of a sudden wakes up and, and realizes he got all of them, I mean, he got so many free throws in the third quarter, and they still lost. Well, I think he missed seven as a whole, or the team he, missed seven as a whole. Yeah, 18, 11 of 18 for 18, yeah. 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 I mean, if he makes those, we're talking a different game. You're you're talking a clencher at the end instead that's of, like, you know. Like saying, and, you know, if Frank Kaminsky made all of his shots, they, they no, Giannis doesn't make all of them. So I don't say it. if he makes them. I'm just saying that's, that's the right point. now that's what the Bucks are looking at is, Giannis becomes a miracle free throw shooter, or or they get their their you know all three of their big three going at the same time. There's that's their hope uh, in the rest of this uh, in the rest. You no, know, I really felt I felt like Giannis sucked all the life out of their offense in that third quarter. I mean, obviously they came into the third quarter down eleven, and Giannis was trying to carry them back, but. Uh, everyone loses their rhythm when all it is is Giannis dribble drive, Giannis dribble drive, Giannis dribble drive. Nobody else has a rhythm. Guess what games Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were the best games of their playoffs? The two that they closed out Atlanta. Of course, it helped playing Atlanta. Um, that was easier for them, and they, they were able to rack up some points. But those are the two games that uh, Middleton and Drew Holiday were really good. But when Giannis is there, it kind of sucks up some space and uh drew even made a comment i didn't i didn't copy down the quote word for word or anything like that i mean it's available but i don't remember it off the top of my head but he basically said that he said it's different when Giannis is out there there isn't as much space and i've got to be more aggressive and find my spots better it's like he's talking himself into being more aggressive um, but it's hard when they're all basically clearing out right four on one side Giannis on the on the other left and driving in that's their offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you know who's good at free throws is Mikel Bridges, who went eight for eight tonight. And I saw I was at the bar by myself waiting for someone to notice me an hour before the game. <laughs> and honestly, I, I was looking at the screen. They were like, who's the best role player for the Suns? Who do you want to see succeed tonight? There was like a poll for Fox 10. And Mikel Bridges was on there. I'm like, I don't think Mikel Bridges is really a role player. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he took offense to that. But tonight he totally went off, man. <laughs> And he's that guy. It's like we talked about, I think, last last podcast where it's like Milwaukee. Who's going to step up for them? We talked about Connington, Drew Holiday. Really, he did force it tonight. But they don't have that other guy that can really step up and be a threat. Like the Suns have, Suns have to, yeah, I know. But like yeah. those, those are the two, Middleton and Giannis. Middleton did not, of course, did not tonight. But those, yeah. Six but like, first round picks it's for such Holiday. a force. 
it's such yeah. a force for them though it's like when even when he's running up the court like where we're sitting like if he's running the opposite end you can just see in his body language he's trying to get it up the court and do the best he can to get over this this phoenix suns team and he just he doesn't have it man like uh, the last two games he just does not have it i'm not saying the, the next games he's not going to have it but you just don't see it in them and the suns just have those players that can step up who are you talking about again who doesn't have it Drew Holiday on offense. Oh, I, I, for some reason, I thought you said Giannis. I was like, what? No, 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 no. Just no. I'm talking about the third guy, and the Suns have like the tenth guy really that can step up and score yeah. big. I think we, I, exaggeration yeah. there, but I, you know I, what I mean. I think Drew tired himself out as well. And well, yeah. I think him trying to guard Booker and CP3 basically by himself. Um, I, I think that's why his shots were not falling uh, falling earlier in the game, um, and then that's why you saw him make a concerted effort to drive to the basket. <laughs> And try to get some bunnies because there was no other way he was going to be able to do it. He was just too exhausted. It's too much for him to try and take on, and that's that's going to affect both him and Middleton. Booker and CP3 are built for this, mm-hmm. like they just are. Uh, wh- whereas Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, as we're finding out, might not be. Well, when you look at the difference between these two teams, and and two of the points that everybody just hit on for. Drew Holiday to try to create defensive intensity consistently throughout an entire game equates to him not being effective on offense. And when Giannis Antetokounmpo tries to put a team on his back, it's not effective because everybody stands around and watches Giannis because the way that he scores his points isn't versatile. It's him dribble, dribble, go to the rim, dribble, dribble, go to the rim, get fouled, slow down the game. He went one for five or six from three, and everybody was begging him to take those shots. And again, I know that he dropped a 42 spot, and it'll be interesting to see what the advanced analytics have on when those points came, when DeAndre Ayton was on him. But he made some tough shots that DA forced him into, and, and you know, you tip your cap to him because that's what you want to do is to take those, those tough turnaround, fall away, you know, 11-footers. And he was doing that tonight. And then you look conversely. You look at the Suns. Team that moves the ball around, and you know, you both, uh, you know, many of you talked about it about how you know the most important play that the the team felt was when it was just ball movement, ball movement, ball movement. I've said it numerous times throughout this season. I think that this team reminds me so much of uh, I think it's the 2014 Spurs that beat the Heat that just were so good at defense and just so good at ball movement and just kept you you tired you out with the how much they passed the ball. And this team did it again tonight, you know, another 26 assists on 43 made shots. And you you sprinkle in the fact that they made 20 of 43s. This is not a three-point shooting team, but we can beat you with the three ball. We're not going to do it every game. We don't rely on it, but it's another aspect of their offense that is uh, that was a plus again tonight. And that's how you win the game. You win by 10 easily. You know, tell me you guys weren't having a good time. Tell me and it got close. It got down to six, but you always felt that this team was in control because we're not as one dimensional as Milwaukee has proven themselves to be because it's Devin Booker stepping up and hitting the huge shots. But McHale having the ability to get to the line at the end of the game and hit the free throws and having D.A. down low when we need him on those and ones and having CP3 hit those mid range. I mean, there's just again, it's a pick your poison with the Suns. And, you know, I, I'm with you, Saul. I, I, I'm. I, I don't know if Suns and Four. Do I have freaking sour cream? Yeah, I sour cream. That's what I've been looking at for like freaking five minutes. I've just been staring at that and laughing. I'm like, that's why I don't have a listen, mustache. Listen, that's awesome. a happy time you know, on don't, his face right now. Let's, gotta, go. Let's call it sour cream. Listen, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm eating Taco Bell during a podcast because <laughs> I'm the real MVP. 
Let me just let, let, let me stat Dave to get out of this embarrassing moment. Oh, how, per, how convenient. Stat me. <laughs> um, okay. So here's a stat me. Um, according to ESPN stats and info, Devin Booker and Chris Paul have combined for 113 points in their first two games of this finals. That is the most by a starting backcourt in the first two games of any finals since starters were first tracked in 1971, bitches. Jeez. Wow. I like the end. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Okay. I don't that think, I don't, I don't Drop think a button you, uh, that one. I don't think ESPN tweet did not have the word bitches in it. I yeah. added that. <laughs> By the way, can we never transition from you talking about sour cream on your face <laughs> to stat me, Dave, yeah, that was ever again? It should go after, much. right? Epic I, yeah, right I never, please, well, never. Well, already got statted, but anyway. Look, uh, I mean, look, so 113 look, how... points in the first two games of a finals. This is when Golden State went to five straight with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. How have they not scored 113 points in well, the first two games of any the of those duo, five straight finals? This is also the duo that... You know, we talked about in the Western Conference Finals that went, what, 10 for 40 and then 13 for 43 or something. I mean, yeah. look oh, at how no. they – Yes, yeah, oh, so no. the, world, the world is over. Yes. It's all burning. Look at what they're doing in the NBA Finals, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Well, and Devin I did Booker, get a little frustrated when – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matthew. That was Espo. No, that was Espo. <laughs> that was, Thank, oh, you, really? Thank yeah. you, though. Thank you, though. Never mind. Uh, uh, I did get a little frustrated when Chris Paul was that, going that's ISO awesome. It's extra hard. Sorry. All right. Anyways, Matthew, go ahead. Look, I, I Devin. Props yeah, to Devin maybe. Booker. He hit seven three pointers again tonight. He can never do it in the regular season, but has done it twice in the playoffs. So, uh, and and I actually thought they should have gone to him more uh, there in that fourth because he had the hot hand. And uh, I don't know if it was because the Bucks were playing such close defense or what, but I thought they should have fed him more. Even uh, we may have seen a couple more out of him there, but he he was so just oh, so yeah. great in in what he was able to do offensively tonight from long range. And 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 again, he's not traditionally your three point shooter on this team, but he did it because it was what was available and came through tonight. Impressive. Yeah. Well, and Matthew, what were we saying to each other in the fourth quarter when Chris Paul, when, when Chris Paul kept turning the ball over? We're like, yeah. let Devin it was Booker. Four, it, was, it was four turnovers. Yeah, and, and, and let, let him keep being the primary ball handler because he just it was it was a Devin Booker yeah. game, and he had the juice tonight, right? He ended it with was, how many points, Matthew? Uh, it was 31, but it seemed, it seemed kind of easy for him a little mm -hmm. bit. Like, he was just so comfortable. So the first quarter... Chris Paul always has to get those nerves out. So I don't know what that is, but Booker in the first quarter should always have the ball. This fourth quarter, usually like Chris Paul cooked it up last last game in the third quarter. He got really hot. The fourth quarter, though, tonight, it just seemed like, you know, Paul was like kind of throwing the ball away. You know, I'm not getting negative, but there was four turnovers in the fourth where he just kind of just stopped the dribble and threw the ball away. And Book just seemed relaxed. He seemed like he knew what he wanted to do. So we were saying back and forth, it's like, Look at the ball, man. This is like this is his team. You know, he can close it out now. He just has that look. He has that feel right now on the court to where I, I trust him just as much as Cameron Johnson. And he, he's closing the game out, man. Yeah, Chris Paul had six turnovers for the game. 
And I felt like it was even more than that, but um, they only credited him with six. And that's the most he's had in almost three months. Jeez, another snap yeah. me, Dave. It's scary. He has guys to back him up, though. So, but again, that's that's the beauty of this team is their depth. Because when one guy isn't playing well, another guy is going to come right down and pick him up. And that was Devin Booker tonight. You know, like you said, Matthew ended with thirty-one points, had six assists, five rebounds, twelve for twenty-five from the field, seven for twelve from deep. And I mean, every time I felt like Milwaukee got close, it was a Devin Booker three. He looked fantastic tonight. He's the one who got the crowd going and kept the crowd engaged. And I want to give a shout-out to Jay Crowder. 11 points, 10 rebounds tonight. Uh, three for five from deep, four from eight overall. He had the first three of the night, and he's the one who kind of started everything. And it, it was interesting because I've been on a couple uh, different programs this week talking about Suns, and, you know, some people were asking about Jay Crowder. They're like, well, you know, like, is he a liability? It's like, no, man. Like, he is so good at what he does defensively. Anything you get on offense is a bonus, and that's the way it's been all year. And when you get those 11 points from him and he hits those big threes and then 10 rebounds, I mean, Aiton finished with 10 and 11. I mean, you look statistically, it's it's almost a, a wash between the two. So just shout out to, to Boss Man 99. He had a fantastic game tonight, I, I thought, especially the way that he bodied up Giannis again. Yeah, he did the little things uh, as he usually does, and very impressive from him uh, shout out to campaign too there was a play where uh Giannis looked like he was gonna get you know an open look after a steal and an open dunk and he poked that ball away and it kind of it kind of changed things it felt like that may have been a momentum swing uh, off of one of those turnovers that you guys were talking about that it might it might shift things when it, in favor of the bucks and uh, instead, it was it was a, an energy play from campaign. I mean, it didn't have a, a, a huge impact, but that one play was huge in and of itself. Yep. <laughs> I was I you know it's a good game. The, you know the date, it's a good game. Campaign has seventeen steals <laughs> on 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 backcourt almost violate. I mean, he, Dave just has the amazing stats. So but I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> I did like how campaign tracked down his own turnover with another. Yes. With of his own. That was great. Um, so that uh, let's see. Jay even hit a two Carmigos in the, in the comment, you know, it's a good game for the Suns when Jay Crowder hits a freaking two pointer. Cause every <laughs> time that guy does anything, but catch and shoot. And that two pointer was on a catch and shoot, by the way, that's the only reason he made it. Um, I don't think, I think Jay Crowder's shooting approximately minus a thousand percent. If he puts the ball on the, on the ground before he takes a shot or even looks down or even does any kind of hesitation or anything at all. If he catch and shoots, that's in. If he misses, if he does any hesitation at all, step, side, step, whatever, that ball's not even going to barely hit the rim. So good on Jay Crowder doing a catch-and-shoot two-pointer tonight. Yes, correct. Yeah, well, like when he when he <laughs> came out, him, him and Mikel were hitting it from three. And it was, what's weird is like Mikel's three really got him to the rest of the game, right? He got to the paint. He started doing his little fadeaway uh, two-pointer in the paint that's really unguardable. So if he can do that, a lot opens up for the Suns. And there's a few threes. I think it was from the left side. 
and I was like, ah, don't take that. Just do the pump fake and go in. He was automatic from the right side, though, but it was like the left side that was kind of off. But he started pulling it down, taking it to the rim, doing those fadeaways. So that was huge, especially when like you have like Aiton that wasn't really doing much on offense. He wasn't really getting fed. There's other guys you can go to. And like before I said, like the Suns are unlimited really with who they can go to, what offense they can get from these guys. And it's just I, I don't know if you guys ever projected Mikhail Bridges score 27 points in a finals game. But the last series, he wasn't really there. So it's like about time, like he's going to step up and he's here in the finals doing it. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, he he's not putting the kind of defensive effort that he had to against exactly. the Clippers. So he's got yeah. that. He can expend it on the other end of the court. And he had the hot hand tonight. And look, there's it's just the selflessness of, of this team. You can have a game where campaign drops 29, another game where where McHale does, uh, you know, Jay Crowder could drop in the twenties at, at, at any point. Like there, you know, I think, I think we may see that kind of game from Cam Johnson if he gets more minutes because of all the injuries to the bigs. Like there's just so many guys that could get hot and you can ride that hot hand with this son's offense. And then, you know, just the team defense is, is spectacular. So, well, and I know that if Cam Johnson gets more minutes, that Matthew is going to go crazy because that's uh, every time yeah. Cam Johnson does every anything, he's he just had screaming. like one bad pass tonight, but that was it. Like, but Ma- Matthew was like screaming, automatic. like just how he, he was professing his love from section 230, row 14, as loud as he could for Cam Johnson anytime he did anything, <laughs> as well he should because Cam Johnson yeah. uh, has been playing fantastic <laughs> in this playoff run. You know, we were mentioning it at the back end of the season after he hurt his wrist. He had a few off games. I think I wrote a piece for Brightside. I'm like, what's wrong with Cam Johnson? It's, you said to bench him for life. Not this guy. I'm it, was after, it was after your article about like how he should start, and then all of a sudden he just like dropped off. That's usually how it works. Well, no, yeah, it's Dario Saric. I, I said yeah. Dario Saric should get the that sixth man of the year. Like- and then he just played like shit the rest of the season. <laughs> and then so you got him injured. Did you also do the Frank Kaminsky should start article? I don't know. No, no, I, don't, I don't think <laughs> that, that was, was me. I, don't I, think I did the podcast that version of that. That was me. <laughs> yeah. By the way, to Jay in the chat, I'm not slurring. I'm losing my voice right yes. now. That's what's no, going on. Slurring, though, right? yes, hey, Esper, do you remember when uh, you and me and Tim on the old solar panel setup? actually gave Frank Kaminsky the highest grade yes. for last year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the whole premise was the guy who's exceeded your expectation. Like, yeah, I know. Based on we still get crap for it. We gave yep. Frank Kaminsky the highest grade on the team because the, the rules for the grading was how much they exceeded expectations. And all of us thought Frank would be released in training camp. <laughs> by, by, the, by the way, we may need Frank to be the best player in a few minutes stretch Look, there's again. a sign there's a yeah. sign that i was watching i was watching for that tonight frank did not play until the second half mm-hmm. um if if monty really wanted frank to be that back man monty really pulled a fast one on us didn't he he did a press conference where he said you know frank is really good and then and then you know abdel nader dooley he's pretty good in the post and he can defend it i mean i was like what and I well, put something no. on right side going, excuse me, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but here you go, guys. Here's the quotes. And I just, uh, 
Um, I was very happy to see that they just stayed with Jay. And I tried to get a question in when they were talking to Jay earlier tonight, but I didn't get a chance to because all these freaking national people are taking up the question time. Um, But anyway, um, Jay didn't even get the right question asked of him, but uh, that would be, when did you know you were going to be basically DeAndre Ayton's backup? And Jay had 10 rebounds in this game. So he didn't. You yeah, can see him look, battling down there. It was, it's yeah. tough. I feel like this whole playoff series, or this whole playoff run, including this championship run, it's just like who can get the rebounds. A lot of it's team rebounding. So him down there means a lot. And even last game when he, I think he scored one point. Right. right. Even then, it's just like even all the podcasts I listen to is like he still had a great game. He did defensively. He just he's always there. That's why I always want him in the starting lineup. Who cares if he goes 0 for 7 from 3? He does a lot more on the court than people realize and he helped the Suns team tonight. Well, you look but, at overall offensive rebounds and the Suns were killed on the offensive rebound. I mean, they had 11, but there's 18. Most of that was the first half. Yes, correct. And then Tory Cray getting hurt. Uh, you know, I think we'll talk about adjustments here momentarily. Uh, you did say that Frank Kaminsky, you know, you thought that he'd be released in training camp. He was by the Kings, and then the Suns <laughs> picked him just picked him back up. Uh, but the guy that he'll be backing up, let's talk about him real quick. Watch twenty twenty one. It was ten points. It was eleven rebounds. It was four for ten shooting, forty percent from the field from oh. DeAndre Ayton. It was deaf, and in forty two minutes played. So he put the minutes in, and you knew that the, he was going to be the focal point of the Bucks' defensive, you know, attack, if you will, on the interior mm-hmm. with with both Brook Lopez and Giannis in there. They Brooke collapsed is. on him yeah. l- numerous, numerous times. Uh, what do you see from Da, and what do you think that he does moving forward to kind of you know swing the pendulum back in the other way? So we didn't get a chance to talk to him i don't remember i don't think so no um but basically he had a bad game he, he'll tell you he had a bad game he'll he, he was met at the top on like he was trying to go for a couple of dunks and a couple of and he was met at the top he's used to being met at his waist because he pulls the ball down and they're always grabbing at that then as long as he gets the ball over his head he's usually not contested there so i think he was a little surprised on that he was surprised that the Bucks basically sunk into the paint. Their entire defense sunk into the paint tonight. That's how the Suns made 20 out of 43s because the Bucks' defense was all about opening that up and daring the Suns to make them, and they did. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's pick your poison. You guys were talking about it when I just got jumped on here. It's pick your poison. The Suns barely made any threes in the last game, and then the Bucks made most of theirs. Suns won. Now... The Bucks said, nope, we're not going to give you the paint anymore. Aiden's not going to get 22 and 19 on us or 2020 on us. Great. Okay. We'll just make our threes. You know, so it's just so easy uh, for these guys, for these sons to figure out how to win. Big, big props to Mikkel Bridges uh, for um, doing well in this game. And, uh, you know, basically, Mikkel, you, you mentioned earlier, Matthew, I don't, you don't see him as a role player. Talent wise, he's not a role player, but mentality, he really likes his role, just like D.A. really likes his role. And, you know, next year will probably be the year that'll be like D.A.'s was this year, where Mikel grows even more into his own player. But right now, he needs the rest of the guys there to take attention off of him because he cannot really create his own shot. He can get to a couple of spots, and he's added a couple of spots on the floor that he, uh, more so than he had a year ago. 
but he's still really dependent on not being a defensive team uh, team's focus, and and that's okay because he's excelling in that role. DeAndre Ayton excels in the role. The guys who are not role players, there's only two of them on this entire team. It's Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Look, uh, in terms of DA tonight, he, I think he was in his head. It just seemed like one of those games where he overthought things, complained a little too much. didn't want to get in foul trouble either. Yeah, yeah I, well, I think he's certainly hyper aware of that now with uh, – with Dario Saric out, but it felt like he he was complaining a little bit too much. Just love that. I heard, I, I obviously didn't see, we were all at the arena, but I heard there was a clip of Monty talking to him that ABC mm-hmm. had where he basically told him, leave the past in the past, focus on getting the little things, do the little things you do well. And then that was where... Akuna Matata? <laughs> ain't no worries <laughs> but it ain't look, no passing grades i and I, you, it's our you and, like, you and i look like pumba they look like Ramon, so it works here uh but but i i think Basically, that money did timon to DA's pumba. yes and, right, I, but i think it it got him to focus simba. right oh that's perfect isn't it da being simba simba wow yeah. It is time. Remember anyway, who sorry. you are. Espo, please. Right. The one true sorry, Espo. Espo, you must take your place Espo. in the circle of life. Before I paint you, continue. Espo's Rafiki. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just, I, I think that Monty got him refocused because that was, from what I understand, was right around the stretch where he came in and got some key rebounds, uh, got a couple blocks, did the, did the little things again. So I think... I have faith that we will see a more focused DeAndre Ayton in the in the upcoming next few games. And the Bucks, I can't imagine play the same play the same strategy again. I mean, maybe they will and just hope the Suns don't hit from deep. But it does not seem like that was the the best uh, strategy for them because again, same result as they got in Game One. So. I probably wouldn't wouldn't quite do that again with DA. Matthew, what did you see yeah. from DA's body language? Uh, first of all, thank you, Lauren. For uh, that's a friend of mine. I think, yeah, ten bucks. Ooh, thank you very much, man. Um, honestly, DA, we weren't the biggest fans, right tonight, uh, John. I mean, he he was okay for a little bit, but defensively, he got the dunk on him. Then he turned it on. Anytime Giannis wanted to take it in the hole, he was he was there. He was a barrier. He was a guy that can actually be a force against him, and that's what happened last game too. Uh, but he got the key plays down at the end. He he got the block. He got the extra rebound to give it to Chris Paul for the three. wasn't really the dagger, but it was to put him up pretty good. So he was in there at the end, and that's really all we asked for. And I think a lot of times when the national narrative is DA, you know, you got to draft your center next year. You have to do all this and that based off of DA. It's a lot, and I don't know if he hears it or not, but usually the next game isn't as good. He needs a little bit more push. So it was that tonight, and I think just tonight he he finished the game for us, and that's really all we needed, honestly. From Hitting from three, you know, you don't need too much from DA. You just need him to finish out the game. That's exactly what he did. Well, and I think that, again, you know, the job he did on Giannis and in, in forcing him into some difficult shots was a plus. He didn't yeah. put up the statistics, 
that he normally does. But you know what? The Suns won by 10, and he had probably one of his statistically worst games of the playoffs, and they the still won score. by 10. Exactly. But I still want to look score. at But if you look, look at the, the way that he right. played his game, mm-hmm. he was – I mean, Giannis plenty of times would take it to the rim, especially when he, when he was coming off of the left block. When he was driving right into the lane, going up against DA, he'd go up, DA was right there, and he'd have to pass out. And you kept seeing that time and time again. So, again, yeah. that, that shot deterrence – of DA was uh, another plus performance. Credit for is the shot deterrence. It's like it's a great statistic that doesn't exist. They were floodgating in the first quarter, and DA's like, I can't get into foul trouble. I got to let this happen. They were they were just crashing constantly in the first quarter. Does everybody think the Bucks just decided to stop doing that the rest of the game, or maybe we should give the Suns defense a little bit of credit and DA a little bit of credit for making some changes and not letting them do that. If I'm the Bucks and I'm out outscoring the Suns um, at one point, man, if the Suns hadn't made every one of their threes, it would have been a blowout in the first quarter. I would not have stopped. And I guarantee you, but uh, Mike Budenholzer wasn't in the lock in the, in the, uh, sorry, in the sideline going, you know what guys, that's good. Now let's just take some jumpers. Let's you know what? stop, okay? Let's drive in and let's just stop scoring at the rim. You know, Brooke, you don't need to crash. You know, it's okay. No, Bud did not say that. The Bucks would have won. They would have scored 100 points in the paint if they could have. DA was a huge reason they didn't. What other player on the Suns team can stop you from scoring when you're driving in the paint? Nobody. Jay Crowder doesn't have the foot speed on a drive. Uh, he can he can do it sometimes, but he can't do it all the time. Torrey Craig twisted his knee. You know, let's let's make sure that just because Da doesn't have the box score numbers doesn't necessarily mean he had a bad defensive game. Now, was Da down on himself? Yes, because Da feels the same way you guys do. I should get twenty points easy. I should not get my shot blocked. Blah blah blah. Totally. That gets D.A. down because you know what? He's 22 freaking years old. But what he did well, regardless of how he was feeling, is he made it so the Bucks didn't get 100 points in the freaking paint tonight. They were starting to shoot jump shots, and they didn't just choose to do that. Well, I, and I don't think the defense gets enough credit, too, for Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, too. Oh, the, the, the instinct is go, oh, well, they had off shooting nights twice in a row now like it's just the sun's defense doesn't have anything to do with that like it's overlooked and i don't know if that's in part a byproduct from sun's fans because we haven't known great defense in this town so it's easier to just go oh well they had an off shooting night but it's harder to recognize good defense it really is because was where our brains watch the ball right? That's what we do. I mean, that's, and we're not paying a ton of attention, especially if we're drinking a beer or two. Uh, we're just watching the ball. And so when the Suns don't have the ball, we're not watching the Suns. We're watching the other team to see if they get the ball in the hoop. And that's it. But we're not seeing how the Suns imp- impacted that offensive possession. Yeah. Um, a guy put on Twitter the other day, I forget which one, big, nice, big account, uh, oh, really Matthew. worth a follow. No, it wasn't Matthew. Matthew. No. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it could have been, but this one wasn't. And this guy said, <laughs> just because the other team scored does not guarantee it was a bad defensive possession mm-hmm. or something along that that's, line. That's and the story of D.A. Be- tonight. Right. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. think it was Nate Jones. I think it was Nate Jones or someone like that. 
the outcome of the, whether the person scored or not does not mean it was a bad possession. That one play that we're talking about where the Suns had 10 passes in 20 seconds where it was just whipping, 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 whipping. The Suns would not have made 10 passes if they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. They would have taken an open shot at any point. The Bucks left them open. The Bucks played great defense on that play. Great defense on that play. But they ended up, after 10 passes, being stuck with P.J. Tucker, Tucker trying to stop D.A. on a drive. Yeah, and I mean, that's what until good teams then, do. They, they stopped everything. The, the Bucs had the number one defense coming in. But all we're going to remember is the 10 passes and the score by D.A. with the end yeah. one. Well, but I, think, really, I think the Bucs oh, played really good defense there. Sorry. I was just going to say uh, really quick, I think Mikhail Bridges early in the game, like D.A., kind of got schooled a little bit and kind of got warmed up. But his defense was there in the end. And honestly, after the first quarter, it picked up on Drew Holiday, whoever he was guarding, even Middleton. Like, mm-hmm. he was there. And and honestly, the three-pointers that were going down the two in the first quarter, I think that got him going. I think these guys like DeAndre Aiden. Not, DeAndre Aiden doesn't need it offensively. But Mikel Bridges, I feel like sometimes maybe needs an offensive boost to the defensive end. I know it's weird to say, but in a game like this, if he can get that in the finals, that even adds to it because we already know what a great defender he is and in the future will be. Yeah, I, D.A. had a lot of great plays where he forced Giannis into, into fadeaways. And, and Giannis, give, yeah. Yeah, give, give it to Giannis. Yeah, give, give credit it to Giannis. He made difficult shots. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. That's what an MVP caliber player does, and that's what Giannis did. And 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 Da made it difficult for him. It wasn't as if he didn't, uh, you know. So props to the entire defense. I Aiden has I've taken been... on two league MVPs in this playoffs <laughs> alone. Crazy. One and he's on six, one, and, he, and he's six and zero oh in those games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yes. me, Voida, stab yes. me. Stat me, John. <laughs> Here, give me some sour cream. Yeah, sour cream. <laughs> sour cream. Chalupa, John. <laughs> all right, all right. Hold on. Jam star of the game. All right, this is your reminder. If you're watching along live, let us know who your jam star of the game is in the chat, and also hit that subscribe button and hit that thumbs up button. We appreciate it. Uh, I'll start with Espo. Who is your jam star of the game? It's Devin Booker. I mean, I there's I I'm sure somebody will have a thought as somebody or as somebody else. I mean, I could see Mikhail, but Devin Booker took control when he needed to. Devin Booker hit the big shots when they needed him to. He he did the little things tonight. Uh, I set he even set screens in, in a couple situations, which I love when he does because he's like I'm not even above doing these these little things, setting these hard screens that, to free guys. It's booked for me. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Dave? I got to go with Mikkel Bridges. I'm seeing him in the in the comments as well. Mikkel Bridges, 27 points, playoff career high. Previously, he had 23, and I think those are his only two 20-point games in the playoffs. And uh, he, he talked about it a little bit after the game. He, he said that uh, against the Clippers, he was on, on offense. He wasn't very good. And he said he got into his head that he just had to get a good three, just had to get a three, just had to get a three. And Etwan Moore eventually went to him and said, look, man, don't worry about where the shot's coming from. Drive in, attack, attack the closeout, get your little floater, but be aggressive with it and do good things out on the court. And don't just stand there waiting for the three because 
Bridges is so used to getting an early three that's open, then the rest of his game just kind of flows from there. That he, in the, against the Clippers, he just kept waiting for it and it never came because the Clippers' defense was better than uh, the Bucks' is anyway, yes. scheme-wise. Although the Bucks are better statistically, it's it's scheme-wise, the Clippers had a better plan and they didn't leave the guys open for threes. Uh, uh, and uh, so Mikel never got going because he couldn't get started. And he was just talking about how he just has to attack offensively. He's got the skills. He just thinks in his head that he's got to do the the three pointer. So it's Mikel for me. Twenty seven huge points and seven or eight rebounds. That's it's huge. And then he filled in also. He partially filled in for missing Dario. Matthew, uh, I'm gonna go book. You know, I just I recently just watched the movie Rounders. It's a long time coming, and honestly, You've I was never thinking seen that like movie. That's such a good no, movie. and it was such a good movie. And pay honestly, this man his money. Matt Damon in that movie was booked tonight where he was absolutely there for his friends tonight. Those big shots he was hitting, it wasn't even like me in the stands cheering. I was just sitting there. I was just like, oh, my God, this guy is on our team. He's our future. Like, it was unreal. I couldn't even, like, cheer. I was just so astonished by how we have this guy. And I try to cut off the voice crack right there, and it didn't happen. But, <laughs> but this yeah, guy. He, he, this he's, guy. I love that, him. Hey, Booker's voice actually cracked in the the post game Western Conference with uh, Rachel Nichols. So, uh, props to him growing out the Booker beard. But anyways, he's he's the guy. He's the guy for sure tonight. For me. Who's Rachel Nichols? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I mentioned her name. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jeez. No, no, awkward. <laughs> well, not, and again, I think that you know, if you're inside this, if you were inside the stadium tonight, it was definitely Devin Booker because anytime the team needed those points. And if there's any yeah. opportunity for the bucks to get back in the game, it was Devin Booker who slammed that door shut. And Matthew and I were standing right next to each other, screaming like idiots, touching and, each other. And, like, and oh, sh- shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shoulders to shoulder yeah. is how we were touching each other. That Correct. gives a different meaning to go home and love your family. All right. <laughs> wow. He is family. <laughs> Matthew, it's it your brother-in-law. That's what you're going to do. Between you guys or... <laughs> No, my, <laughs> she was on John's side. <laughs> my, poor, killed my, God. my poor, my poor wife's throwing up right now. God, <laughs> is she really? I knew she would. She get her would, a hot dog, dude. I told her on beer three. Oh, it's nice to finally meet her tonight. Tell her I said hi. Yeah, yeah. Her. <laughs> she hung in there like a champ. Oh, she did. She was partying. She's had a good time. She whipped me in the eye with that. That towel <laughs> right in the eye. Yeah. Four, Damn, five left in the fourth quarter. Like, what, oh, what you guys enjoy is your own business. Yeah, right. Yeah. Did you yeah. play the where you just fell down and cl- and clasped your face for five minutes? And then I, you <laughs> know, I, I did a Booker from last year. Is I just put a mask on and just dealt with it like a man, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but Devin Booker did everything. And you know, Matthew and I were talking during the game. Like there were some possessions that were bad possessions for the Suns, and Devin Booker bailed him out with a money three. Mm-hmm. And he I was think 100% that tonight, man. He God, was, yeah, he was so good. I don't think there was one bad play out there for him. It's just unreal. He looked great. But I'm going to agree with Chris J in the chat. He says, to Mrs. Voida for bringing the jam session to the game. Thank you, Mom, yes. for buying us tickets and being there with us and experiencing with us. That was so much fun. I love you to death. It was absolutely fantastic. And you got to meet all these uh, good-looking gentlemen below me on the podcast right now. Yes. For those of you who are watching, if you're listening, they're uh, to my left and my right. Sure, why not? Um <laughs> You know, real, 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 down, real, right. real, whatever, you know, just well, wherever you picture <laughs> us. The other you side know. Of Matt. But, uh, you know, that being said, game three is coming up. It's going to be a Sunday game. So now we have a couple days in between the next game. It'll be five o'clock on Sunday. Uh, real quick, 
what other what adjustments need to happen? I mean, I think the, I think the Tory Craig is going to be the biggest kind of story because we're really starting to deplete that front line now. You know, Devin Booker, or I'm sorry, DeAndre Ayton behind him. It's going to be Frank Kaminsky. Like, you know, it's going to be interesting Ooh. to see what those. Yeah, exactly. It's that. It's 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 Lucy. Uh, you know, so I mean, we really have to start thinking about that. But uh, what are your what are, what are your guys' thoughts as we move into to game three against the Milwaukee Bucks? What adjustments need to occur for this team to go up 3-0 in the NBA Finals? Play DeAndre Ayton every minute. As long as he's not in foul trouble, to hell with it. Let's not get into our fate maybe in the hands of, of Frank Kaminsky. I mean, as much as I love the guy, I just unless he's out there to give you six fouls or all of a sudden – he starts raining threes like crazy for some reason. I just that that terrifies me. And look, everybody that wants to sit there and go, the Suns have had the easiest path of anybody. The Suns have faced their Not own even. struggles too, mm-hmm. and and they're facing it here in the finals. And they're going to have to overcome adversity because it, there's really we're like two bad uh, two injuries away from Mark West having to be activated to play. Uh, you know, play big man minutes in this series. That's that's where we're at. Or they're going to be forced to just play extreme small ball at this. I give Cam Johnson more minutes. I, I run DA as much as he can until he's either, you know, on the verge of foul trouble or has nothing left in the tank. No more, no more Frank gas left in the Frank the tank. Look, man, I would, I would play Frank a little bit, but do it like you, you have did tonight, to. two or three or four minutes. Um, the Bucks are gonna are gonna really press the the Brook Lopez Giannis front line. They're not gonna stop doing that. So you got to have a little bit of size. It just gets disheartening when you're six six and you're getting out rebounded by these seven footers. And and uh, so I think Frank's gonna end up out there a little bit, and that's okay. You know, we got some land on Kaminsky Cove still. I, I I've been subletting mine, but I, I do still have some. <laughs> And I own like two thirds of that cove, and yeah. even I'm like, nah, let's not do this. I was, I was, I was ready for some Frank, you know, really angry <laughs> Frank on press row. Um, I missed that from last year, and uh, but you know, this same Frank Kaminsky, remember, he almost got a triple double for the Suns in a game this Once year. Once upon a time, the Suns are up 2 0 in the finals, so. A, you do not play the 20-year-old rookie Jalen Smith. Stop asking. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but Frank Kaminsky can hold his own for three or four minutes. Um, I mean, if Jalen Smith can't play in a regular season game, he's not playing in the finals. Um, but anyway, Frank Kaminsky <laughs> will get a couple of minutes. And Jay Crowder is going to end up just having to bear the brunt of a lot of this, I think. Uh, Cam Johnson may end up getting some center minutes. What would be exciting for me is if the Suns just – buy into it and finally let Mikel and Cam play at the same time. Mikel actually made a comment after the last game. We got a whole 45 seconds together, you know, (laughs) (laughs) those guys are like brothers. I mean, you guys have probably seen the little little background stories on these guys. They, they uh, are thick as thieves. And, uh, but Monty just flip flops them. He, you know, he, he, they trade off time. So the more Mikel plays, the less Cam does. I would love to see Cam, just at least try to stick it out in there for a few minutes at a time. Not a lot, because even Cam would get broken in half by Brooke Lopez and, and Giannis driving in there. I mean, you know, Giannis might hyperextend a knee, but I think Cam would end up hyperextending his body. Uh, so I just, I, I'm worried about that for too much. I think that's all it's going to be. It's going to be a mishmash. There's only 11 
Dario minutes we had to worry about. Four of those can go to DeAndre Aiden. So I'll only leave seven. I'm not worried, guys. We're good. It's good. Uh-huh. Thanks for calling me, Dr. Dave. Matthew, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, the Suns, I trust them more. I mean, the, on the on the road, uh, the Clippers, the, that last series, like they closed out on the road, and I had anxiety through their walls, dude, to actually play that game and to go through all of that, and they pull it off in game six. That means a lot, I think, just for going to the finals. So I'm not too worried as the road, the, the fans. I mean, I think the fans in Milwaukee are probably better than the Clippers, but I think it's just that first run or so, you know, if they can, if they, if they give up the run to where they're knocking down threes, it might be, ugh, this might suck. That game might suck. But if they can just stick to their defense and do all the little things on offense, like Aiden does, if Aiden can get back in the game, which I know he's going to, cause no one's going to be talking about him until the next game. I think it's going to be right. a good game for the Suns, And honestly, and honestly, I think that, I don't know. I, I hope it's Suns of four. I, I want it to be Suns of five just so they can come back and win it here. But I just get it over with, guys. You know, I didn't realize the injuries are coming out, man. I didn't, yeah, Suns in five because I didn't realize how much it was going to hurt me to watch them get the Western Conference Championship trophy in LA and mm-hmm. not Phoenix. Like I was, I, I didn't realize Billy Crystal was there. Me. That's why, that's why Chris Paul did it. Right. Billy You don't want to come back and take a chance at yeah. the game seven. You don't want to be an elimination. No, just to, get over. With. I want it to be five. I want it to be five. I want to do a gentleman's okay. sweep. I want the bucks to get their little feel good win. So they feel like they challenged. <laughs> I, love, um, I love Dave. You always ever like, let's make everybody feel okay. All right. Well, no, I want to make myself one feel win, okay. Please. And I want everyone else to feel okay. I want those guys to accept the, the title, the championship, the Larry O'Brien trophy in front of 18,000 screaming fans. That's what I want. I don't want us to have to watch it on TV again. I do not care if they get it in Milwaukee on Mars. Give me the damn Larry O'Brien trophy for a day. Got my sunblock ready. Food poisoning for a day. Look, I the the chat before we get out of here is bringing up Scott Foster. Right? He will be refing game three, three or four. He'll be doing three because the league, if, if the conspiracy theory is real, <laughs> the league is going to want the yeah. Bucks to win game three to at least make this marginally interesting for the national crowd. So if mm-hmm. the if the conspiracy theory is true, Scott Foster is refing on Sunday night. But then Chris Paul has to sit out then, right? The last game, Suns won. No, yeah. no Chris no, Paul is out. Let's Foster. give Scott Foster his game. Look, let's give Chris Paul his Larry O'Brien. Let's get him in a noogie, dude. Scott Do Foster, even, even without Chris Paul, almost cost them that game. That was the Valley Oop game yes. where it took yes. every ounce of, of everything this team had the to walk away with a win. of the game took 30 minutes to uh, play out because of Scott Foster. Yep. Well, I think that the adjustment that needs to occur going into game three, if we don't have Tory Craig, knowing that we don't have Dario Saric, is we need to take Javon Carter and put him on top of Abdul Nader and let <laughs> them run go. around the court that way as playing as one symbiotic person. So it's, uh, you know, three or four eleven 
right there. They can, you know, number four, number 11 on top of each other. Maybe they can lock some minutes that way. No, uh, I'm with four uh, 11, I, that great nineties band. Oh, sorry. Wrong. Yeah. 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 From, <laughs> from, from Nebraska. Oh, nah. Three 11. Yes. Yeah. Right? I, I know the that joke. was the joke. That's the joke. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yes. Don't stay home. Just come out of here. Lissy, Lissy trying to school like us on nineties, uh, 90s information. Don't get me started I, I on 90s alternative rock. Okay, <laughs> I was all about, you know, uh, it was KZZP back then. So, anyways, KZZP. Uh, yes, yeah, 104.7. Right. Well, no, that was that was KUPD. It's always been KUPD. Okay, you KZZP was 104.7 before they changed it to like the Zone or something. I don't know. Anywho, you know, I just want to. Before we get out of here, I just want to thank everybody who who we interacted with yep. at the stadium. Yeah, it was great it was seeing fun. you guys there. It was great seeing Flex and Dan and Justin and Paul and you know everybody who was ridiculous there. Cage. Yep. Yes. Yes. Ridiculous Cage. I mean, we yes, just I we met were, him too. Yeah, we we ran into so many of our loyal listeners. Uh, that's what makes it fun. That's what this is all about. It's about us fans having a good time supporting this team together. It's about my wife dancing around like an idiot, enjoying herself, and then throwing twerking. up after the game. Right. Yeah, she was twerking. You know, she's, she's in the back row. She's no one can see me. I can Here's twerk. It was hysterical. Um, but you know, this is what it's all about, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's 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 about having a great time. And when the Suns go and win, and in, in a game that I feel like they didn't reach their potential, and they still win by ten, and they score 118 points. Like this is fantastic yeah, to it's watch. Over. It's over yeah. for the Bucks. It's yeah, just, I yeah, it, it, it really we're the better team, you know. It's like yeah. we'll Let's see. I know Espo, Espo. Yeah, I know Espo, and I'm with that you. Doesn't I live mean they'll win, but they are the better team. Yes, 1039 the edge. Good call, Michael Farson. That was yeah, it was 1039 the edge. That's and that was also Dave one Pratt of on KUPD. Dave yeah, Pratt, KUPD. yes. Dave oh. Pratt. 311. Anyways, Moment. um so that being said, you know, again, thank you. We're gonna be live after the game on Sunday. A little bit earlier, it's a 5 p.m. tip, Arizona time. Uh, this is a reminder to everyone who is watching, hit that thumbs up button, hit that subscribe button. Thank you for joining us. We truly appreciate it. Uh, Dave, you got anything else to tell the folks out there? Go home and love your family. Dang it. Everyone Dang. always steals this. <laughs> I have no Espo, use this Espo, do you have Who anything? The line? Go home and enjoy your sour cream. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, geez. Oh, that's so good. Matthew, what do you oh. got? Matthew, you got to top oh. that. Go home and twerk your family. There you go. All right. oh. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Right. We'll see you on Sunday night. Go Suns, baby. Two wins away. Uh -huh.